What is going on, everyone? It is Rob and Johnny. We are here with episode six of MMRK. Rob, how's your week been? How you going? It's been good. It's been tough. I think you've had a, a tough week also. It's um, Mate. yeah, the, the grind has been real this week. <laughs> I just finished the kickboxing sesh and uh, my feet are sore, but uh, it's good. It's good. I'm happy to be here and I'm excited to, to talk about some stuff. Same as well, man. I mean, this week has just been constant events. Like we're actually recording later than we usually do. So the podcast might mm. be out a little bit later than you're normally used to by a few hours, but we're getting it out the same night. We're still here. If you are watching on YouTube, please do subscribe. It really does help the channel. Be sure to leave a comment in the comment section below if you want to know you know, anything at the end of the end of the podcast. We always do fan questions mm-hmm. at the end. And plus, we appreciate if you're watching on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and any audio version. So, Rob, we, ha- we had an interesting week this week. We had a UFC fight night, right, that we want to talk about. Um, the main event there was Holloway versus Allen, man. I'm keen to get your, your thoughts on this because I-, I thought it was an all right fight. I mean, it was a typical Holloway fight, if anything. But let me mm. know what you thought of this of this one. Yeah, I um, will quickly just circle back on the on the – Leave leave a comment in the description below. Yeah, our episode rundown mm. is more or less a lot of what you guys are asking for. Questions yeah. you guys are dropping in, what you guys are interested in. So please do leave comments. We watch them. Um, we do read through them, and they, as we said in our first podcast, we are very recep- uh, receptive. 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 <laughs> receptive. <laughs> yeah, that's, you got it. <laughs> receptive to to um to to what you guys want to want to want to hear want to see yeah. so um yeah please please keep doing that Holloway versus Allen now it was oh well I was actually you jumped me but I wanted to ask you what fight did you watch because I I, 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 thought, yeah, I watched yeah. the the whole made card so yeah everything yeah, on the main but card. I mean I mean what sort what fight did you watch when with Allen Holloway versus Allen like what were you seeing tell me. I was seeing like a typical Holloway fight where I actually think Allen did all right, but for most of the fight, Holloway was just in his groove. He was gliding and sliding, and even though Allen came out swinging in that in that last round and, and did pretty good, I thought Holloway comfortably won it. That that's the fight that I saw, and mm. I thought like maybe that Allen probably won the second, but after that, Holloway was just kind of doing <clears throat> his thing and. Yeah, I mean, I think that, that's all I can really say about it. It, it, it wasn't mm. like a, a crazy fight where anything amazing happened. It was just a typical win from Holloway. Yeah, um, <clears throat> um, yeah, exactly. I'm glad you said that because, mate, I was watching Holloway, and as you said, he was yeah. gliding and sliding, and he yeah. it, it looked like honestly he was just cruising in fifth. Yeah, like I mean, like cruising yeah. in third, maybe. Yeah, I mean, in fourth, like mm-hmm. he, he didn't really look like he was overextending. It di- we didn't see a Holloway pressure game where he just no. pressures you into exhaustion, where he's pitter pattering you four hundred times by round five. I, I don't know. He was like really evasive, moving in, moving out. He mm-hmm. was. He was controlling that space so well and yeah. he was mixing up his shots to really put Allen off. He was throwing punches. He was throwing kicks mid-combo. He was throwing kicks at the end of the combo. He yeah. was evading away sometimes and then other times he was moving in and countering off an, a shot Allen would throw. Mm. I uh, I found it curious and, and actually quite, quite um, 
I thought he did amazingly. Uh, he fought most of the fight, the majority of the fight in a southpaw. And mm. I'm pretty sure Holloway is in a natural southpaw. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure. But, yeah, he fought it most of the fight in southpaw stance and was really effective. Mm. He was doing – um, you know, it's funny. I saw he was doing like the step through. So he steps through with his right leg and then was throwing the left mm. and the left kick. You know who else does that? Volkanovski does that a <laughs> lot. And it, <laughs> I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. And I think it's great. I think if you see something you like, use it. Who knows? Maybe Holloway was doing it first. Um, but I, I just know that Volk does that a lot. It's, it's like when he yeah. fought uh, Makachev, he was doing that a lot. Mm. And um, but yeah, I just I don't know. He 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 didn't look flustered at any stage. No. He was Peter Pan. Oh, one thing I could not wrap my head around is like it looked like Holloway was taking his time playing it safe. It looked like a safe fight for Holloway. You know, he was throwing yeah. his combos, mixing up his kicks very well, especially that body kick. You could mm. hear it. Um, he, he was thrown. He was giving Alan a lot of looks. But what was surprising is that, like, the round would go. You'd be like, okay, Holloway won that round. It mm-hmm. looks like he's winning the round pretty mm-hmm. handedly. He's, he's playing it safe and stuff. And then the, the the punch statistics would pop up, and it'd be like Alan thirty, Holloway seventy six. And you're, you're thinking, right. Like, yeah, you're one hundred percent right. When did he throw seventy six punches? Like he just must. Yeah, he's so good at just putting hands on you, dude. Here's the here's the thing that like, and you would have noticed <laughs> it how quick he was with his combos because every time, even as especially in the fourth, I noticed this as Alan was pressing. Whenever Holloway was like just catching him as he came in, he was landing three or four punches in quick succession, and that's mm. how they kept adding up. Whereas with Alan, it just yeah, he ha- it, it was. I, I thought like Alan's definitely the, the more powerful striker, I would say, but he just wasn't really like landing as many. So overall, when it, when those stats came up, I'm like, wow, it really does seem like Holloway is just <laughs> destroying <Yeah>. him. <laughs> Well, that's it because Holloway offensively was giving Allen a lot of looks, controlling the space, moving out, yeah. moving in, using his reach, jabs, yeah. kicks, everything, the works. But then when Allen was going in, he was mm. only throwing short combos, like not yeah. long ones, and then Holloway would make him pay for going in. Exactly Every time. Said, combos. Like Every time. Six, yeah. seven, blah, 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 blah. And then, yeah. and then they'd break up and Allen would give space and then they'd get back together. It was uh, – yeah, yeah. And, and that was pretty much the story for the entire fight until the fifth round when yeah. Alan went for broke, which I think is picture-perfect advice from his corner. Yeah. And I think he really did a good job of, like, letting go in that fifth. Mm. Um, I think Dana White said something on, like, I wish Alan would have fought the way he did in the fifth round for the majority of the fight, I don't know if he could have. It's five rounds. How can you um, how can you press for the entire fight? Like he was going at one hundred and ten percent. As aggressive as aggressive yeah. as he was, like I just don't think yeah. it's possible. Um, I, I will say though, and- on that, like in the fourth, I wish he did go as hard as he did in the fifth because I would say he won the second round. Holloway won one and, and three. He had to go hard in the fourth because if Holloway mm. just had a typical round, which he did. And he and, and he won that 10-9. He was, you know, sliding, gliding, pretty much controlling the space really effectively. It was going to require a knockout or a 10-8 in the in the fifth round for him to win. So I'm surprised mm-hmm. that he didn't do that in the fourth round. Like totally understand. Mm-hmm. It was great you said, great advice for him to do that in the last round. But it was almost too much of a mountain to to climb at that stage because the damage yeah. had been done. And uh but he was successful in that fifth round. Putting yeah. when when Allen goes aggressive. 
he is he's hard to stop. You can see yeah. he's had a lot of success with that, like with when he fought Hooker. Yeah. When 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 he fought just about everybody else, like mm. that he has success being hyper aggressive. You know, sure. when he fought Cater, like yeah, he just he looks good doing that. The the craziest uh what is it? Fight phase. What's that called? Uh, exchange. Mm. <laughs> the the craziest exchange in the entire fight was the last ten seconds of the fight. Yeah, um, he almost got dropped. When, <laughs> yeah. He he almost got dropped. He looked like he rocked Holloway, like it was yeah, the craziest yeah. exchange. He took a knee. Um but also props to Holloway's chin. Oh my goodness. Not going yeah. away. <laughs> no. He 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 just seemingly and and I as I said, Allen was like really power. He's really powerful with his strikes, but Holloway. Yeah, I don't know whether it's his body positioning, his chin, or whether just the way that he was taking the hits. But he was ta- like he, he. I think he opened up during the middle of the fight as well. Like he was taking hits, but he just for five rounds, Mate, it just warm. seems like he was fine. He was in third gear. Warm. No, he's just that Hawaii head, <laughs> dude, dude. Straight up, like he, yeah. he's just tough, built different. Hundred percent. He was taking massive shots, but yeah, unfazed, unfazed, and uh, and he he's a big believer in not sparring during the camp as well. Doesn't yeah. spar. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't doesn't like it. You know. So what what um, is next believes, for Holloway then? Yeah. That that's that's the big question oh, that I have. That is. That's tricky because I'm I'm almost in Holloway's shoes. I'm chasing that third fight, and Holloway had his third fight, lost. Yeah, and yeah. where does that leave him? I think he's I think he's taking the same sort of um, approach that I am. It's just, it's just like you've mm. got something I want, and as long as I'm doing yeah. this for, I'm always going to be on your heels. Like never mm. let up, never slow down because I'm coming. I'm hunting you. Yeah, and uh, that's my approach with fighting Izzy. You know, I'm 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 chasing him. I'm going to get that third fight, and I'm going to beat him. And yeah. uh, and I think he even mentioned he opened up in one of his interviews saying that like he did. Of course, that's what I'm going to do. Of course, yeah. like it's a stupid yeah. question. Yeah, even after the fight, he was like, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he's pretty like, I'm still here. Like you, you can't get rid of me that easily, right? But I tell you who I feel yeah. a little bit bad for is Alan. I don't I don't know what he does now because like he 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 was doing all right. He obviously he he took that loss then, yeah. you know, by unanimous decision. Hype train. Hype train's kind of gone a little bit now. It, it, the, the wind's out of his <laughs> yeah. sails and now yeah. like he's behind Holloway and Holloway is already trying to get that 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 additional fight if he can get it. So yeah. he's way down the pecking order now. Yeah. Um Oh man, I love it when when the, the hype trains get derailed. You can say that, bro. <laughs> the show, I <laughs> love it episode. so much. <laughs> who who was it before? It, it. it was Rose, Rosas Jr. You Rose's, said the exact same yeah, thing. Yeah, Jr. And I like the guy too, but I, just, <laughs> just, I, don't, I don't know. I just like it. It's it's cool because everyone scrambles. It, it's a uh, it's chaos. I love it. You know, but um. Yeah, it's hard. Where, where does he go? I think he's he's taking the same approach as I am, and that's kind of all he can yep. do. You know, ultimate gatekeeper, me and him. Let's go. <laughs> well, that that was your your main event in the UFC fight night, but we had a, we have a couple of other. We're not going to go through every single yep. fight at UFC fight night, but there's a couple of others that we want to talk about. And I think the obvious yeah. one is Barboza versus Quantillo or Quarantillo. I don't know how you, I, I I say it with the Spanish accent, but Barboza, man, God. Damn, Rob. <laughs> oh, dropped him with the knee. It was picture perfect. What did you think of this fight? He was landing shots before that, dude. 
I know. Like, he his kicks see, were brutal. Did you see the the calf kick he landed yeah. on him? Like, yeah, that was. Oh, mate, that was punishing. Barboza has mm. not slowed down a beat. Same Barboza, you know. Um, yeah. Like he was just landing heavy shots. His that calf kick, his body kicks. He was just everything looked paler and venomous. Yeah. And um, yeah, he like that knee was picture perfect, right timing on it. Yeah. It just looked amazing. I think, and I don't know why, but I, I feel like Barboza. In the separation, like he was throwing good shots and effective strikes, beautiful mm. kicks and punches. But then in like the no man's space, he was looking kind of, I don't know what the word is, like floppy. And I right. don't know whether that was because he was tired or because that's just how he moves mm. or because of whatever reason. But I don't know. He looked a little funny in that when they were when they were separated. But then he'd throw the the, the lead hooks and the, mm-hmm. the kicks and they, they were like, Clean, picture perfect, yeah. Um, shots and effective and landing them like accurate, but just just like when they'd break up, he'd have that that space. Um, mm. His wrestling defense was on point as well. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, hundred percent. it to a T. Yeah, no takedowns. I was not going to the ground. He's yeah. <laughs> and um, mate, at thirty seven, he has fought everybody and their mate, and he's still still knocking people out. Dude, I was I was watching it with my wife, and she was like, "That dude is just shredded." And I'm like, "Yeah, he's yeah. he is in his late thirties. He was looking really good, like he's <clears throat> peak condition, man." Yeah, man. You know what? You you look a little bit like him. You shave your head, <laughs> you start putting on some beef. Yeah. I reckon I reckon you shredded looks like looks like a Barboza, Johnny Barboza. <laughs> it sounds reckon, like a Street Fighter could, character. <laughs> could be you, bro. I wish, um, I wish I was as shredded as him. God damn! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's 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 still killing it. It's uh, great to see. And that was at um, well, that was at the lower weight division as well because he fought mm. up as well. Yeah, uh, was it feather? Yeah, he was down at down at feather. Yeah. So um, still, mate, killer, absolute killer. He's going nowhere anytime soon. That's a good way to say. You know what's crazy to you know what's crazy to say as well. Well, because like at thirty seven, yeah, people like once you reach like your late thirties, people start questioning how many fights you got, right? And and mate, questioned answered with him. He's got heaps. He's got a bunch, man. I I wouldn't be surprised if he fought again this year. Mate, a oh, title shot is in his future yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see Barboza <laughs> fighting, fighting for a title before he before he runs up. You know, crazy. Dude, I'd love to see that, that right? <laughs> yeah, but it'll, you know what's an eye opener, and it's an eye opener to the division and to the amount of talent that is in the division is that Barboza is ranked yeah. fourteen in that division. What is he actually? No. Yeah, dude, like crazy. Pretty sure he is. I'm um, I'm pulling him up now. But but isn't isn't that crazy? Like that's how deep that division is. Featherweight division you is. Ah, oh, you're uh, right. He's 14. Yeah, just Damn. just full of savages, man. Just full of savages. I uh, as good as Barboza is, like those those top five dudes. Yeah, <laughs> maybe stay away from those dudes. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I, I I couldn't imagine him but, going um, up against Volk. Yeah, Volk or Rodriguez or you know a few of those cats. He could fight. 
maybe Emmett. <laughs> you don't know. It's hard. I don't know. I think I'd love to see him and Emmett fight. They may, may have. They may have already fought because someone will definitely tell me if they have and call me a casual down in the in the comments. <laughs> we we don't have the entire encyclopedia of UFC fights in our brain. Mate. Just it's impossible. <laughs> mm. And like Fighting, watching fights used to stress me out back in the day. Like I never used to watch UFC. It's only maybe in the last few years that I've really started picking it up. Yeah. I don't know. Like whenever I used to watch the fights, used to, my anxiety used to just go up because mm. I used to just like mm. picture the fights. I'd have the sweats. Like it was weird. It was weird. So I, I never used to – because it used to make me feel like work. He's, yeah. I don't know. It was such a hard thing for me to want to do. So oh, fair enough. Here man. I am. Yeah, now Come here you are <laughs> with a podcast talking about stuff yeah. for well over an hour. That's it. <laughs> and then in terms of the last fight that we wanted to talk about, mm-hmm. it was uh, Boza versus uh, Kutalaba. Kutalaba, is that how you pronounce yeah. his name? Yeah. yeah. Kutalaba. Kutalaba. Um, both were throwing you don't bombs. Have the, you don't have the accent like I did. No, you, no I don't. I, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> look, I don't. It's very hard when there are so many names, but in that fight, they were, they were throwing bombs initially, but what did you think and how it ended? Another KO. Yeah, I think um, this was Bose's debut in light heavy. Yeah. And he, got to say, mm. he looks much better at light heavy. Yeah. But he didn't look as good as Kute Laba at light heavy. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? And that's just the truth of it. Like, Kute Laba looked comfortable. He looked... Mate, he just looked calm, focused. Every time Boza would go in to try and strike or or, or, or trade, yeah. Kutalaba would just like trade with him and come off yeah. better for it yeah. every time. And um, yeah, you can obviously tell you everyone knows he's got power. Everyone in the, a lot of that dude, those dudes in that division have power. Yeah. Kutalaba puts it up like, um, yeah, he has a lot of power. As soon as he saw Boza was hurt, took him down, I yeah. would have voiced against it, but that is that is his mm. thing. Like you saw the way he took him down, ragdolled him down. Yeah. Like like he's a very physical dude, and that's what he did. He took him down, took advantage of it, pushed him down, and then just started like yeah, repeatedly <laughs> smashing into him boom, before boom, the rest took him off him. <laughs> like it was it was uh yeah, it was it was savage. It was so, savage. Right, so just, that's what, what he likes to do. You mentioned it there. What would you have done in that situation then? You said like you probably wouldn't have gone for that takedown. Would you have just kept teeing off? Yeah, definitely. Boza was hurt, real hurt. Yeah. You could see it. Yeah. You could see him. And um, yeah. Kutalaba, like, I think Kutalaba likes, likes – he's very comfortable in his wrestling He and he likes that's – his, that's his MO. He goes in, yeah. takes you down, yeah. set, ragdolls you, yeah. bashes you, yeah. um, makes you hate yourself. Mm. But – um. I think he, it would have been easier if he just kept throwing, didn't go for the takedown, just threw punches. Yeah. You'd hear it from the commentators. They were surprised mm. for half a second yeah. when when he took, went for the takedown before they realized, oh. This is what he's going to – Yeah, this is what he's going to – Yeah. Yeah, he's just going to beat him up anyway. He's like, got a game plan. Sort of he wanted to get him to the position where he was <laughs> yeah. just – it was like – it was the hammer fist, right, from memory, just slamming him down. No, no, no. It was like – Boza was trying to get up, and as Boza was like getting up on the fence, he was That's like right. giving him yeah. uppercuts up yeah, against the fence, yeah. and Boza was just eating yeah. them, like 
eating them, eating them. <laughs> he started <laughs> going dude. up, then he stopped, and he was just getting fed. Yeah, <laughs> like that's it. Yeah, but um, but yeah, you know, I think Kutalaba was a he's a tough fight, mm. first fight in the division, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, that's brutal. But but we'll we'll, we'll see what happens with Boza after this. Uh, but yeah, Kude mm. Lava for the mm. win, first round KO. And Rob, like, did, did you have any other fights that you wanted to talk about or, or, or a cap up or recap for UFC Fight Night? Um, no, like, they're the fights that really interested me. Like, I thought yeah. stood out for me. Obviously, there was that Clay Guida. Yeah. But I, I don't even know what happened. Like, and because I, I tuned into the fights after that fight. Yeah. But apparently, he tried retiring or faked retirement with the other guy. I don't Wait, know. Wait, did he? It's hard to say. Oh, no. I don't know. Yeah, I, I had yeah. a bunch of stuff like that. I should have should have done my research, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, look, I, I watched the Greta and, and, and Garcia fight, and, like, I don't know, Greta, he was doing a lot of level changes and, and ducking and weaving, but not really doing anything with that. And, like, he was throwing a lot of, of, of hooks and punches, but I just don't think he was landing at all. Like, it was a pretty single-handed win for, for Garcia, in my opinion. Pretty straightforward. Oh, Guida is one of those dudes where you're like, oh, I think I think you're you've had enough. <laughs> how old, and how, how old is he? Yeah, I think it's, I feel I'm like I've been sure watching Guida fights for Guida years, is, but yeah, but I know he's been taking beatings for a long time. <laughs> yeah, his face after no, it he, did not look did not look good mate, at all. And he's never he's never changed. No. He's never evolved his style. He's never no. he, he's never really done any of that. He's always came out the same Guida. Yeah. But um yeah. But yeah, I, I know there was some controversy of that. I'm sure again, everybody in the descriptions yeah. in the comments below will let me know exactly what happened. Why I'm an <laughs> idiot for not knowing. Rob. But uh yeah, they they're they're the fights that um that um that really, you know, caught my eye, caught my interest. Yeah. I mean, and funny enough, yeah. they were my picks for my cage punters. Oh, nice! Uh, weekly tipping. So yeah, yeah. Ha, ha, yeah like I, I, did, yeah, I didn't want to. I, I didn't want to talk about it because, like, the Munoz uh, Gutierrez fight. But people booed because it was just like I, I would have said it was a very technical fight, and I know like the the commentators they were like, actually, this is like very up very high level. But did you end up watching that fight, or did, or did you miss out that one? It was one of the ones that I put on the left screen. And I was doing something else on the right, but they honestly, <laughs> like it was, it, it was yeah. slow. It was yeah. very. I slow. can, I can, I can appreciate it. I yeah. can appreciate it more than more than ninety nine percent of all fans. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I but get it. Like it, if you're in a stadium, it is. Yeah. It is slow. It is slow sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And, but the, uh, those were the main fights that that I wanted to talk yeah. about. I don't know. You know what's funny? Like when you see high level grappling, mm. it's. It's weird because there are some fights where you see high-level high grappling and you're like Islam Makachev. Mm. That's that's what he does. Khabib, that's what he did, you know, but you got you just got hooked watching it. Mm. You got hooked watching. I think <clears throat> I think for high-level grappling and those guys that like really want to pursue that, like it's a bit of a rough start. Yeah. Until you get to a point where that's your thing and everybody knows that's your thing and you're crushing people with it. Yeah. You know, like Damian Meyer mm. used to. Like with the, the jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And uh Ben Askren used to. 
Ben Askren. That's, that's a <laughs> uh, mate. That's all. That's all he used to do. I, I know. Like, I know. And then, and then, uh, a, a little fighter by the name <laughs> just slammed it. I still, I still have that that knockout etched in in, in my memory. That that knee yeah. was so brutal. I felt. I still feel bad for him, dude. Yeah. Well, that knee, like more or less, made. Uh, Masvidal famous. Yeah, like I've I've heard Ashkin a bunch of times saying "You're welcome," <laughs> right? But it was just I've insane. thought about this a hundred times. Yeah. If if that knee doesn't happen, I think Ashkin ragdolls him. Yeah, but then it happens eventually. Like they, I, I, my, my honest opinion. Mm, in, in, no, 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 no I, not in maybe not in that fight, I but like in a future so. fight. Like at some stage, it was clear that Ashkin was was was. Yeah, I don't know. I, I wasn't too sold on him. Yeah, I don't, but Look, I don't know. I don't know. Did you see what happened know. to him in boxing? And he got he got knocked out cold as well. He clearly doesn't have much of a chance. Yeah, but it's Ben Askren. Like, yeah, but that's, he that's my never point. Been there. That's a- yeah, but like he was never. It was never a boxer. Like he was never renowned for his boxing. He he literally just ragdolled people. Yeah, like just hopped on you. And grinded you into submission. He was good at it, dude. Really good at it. Fair enough. Fair but, enough. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's one of those things that you know. Maybe he came over because I know he he was locked with Bellator for the longest time. I think. Yeah. Um. Maybe he came over too late. Mm, you know. Maybe. maybe that's that's what it was. Yeah. But we'll never know. What we'll, is? What we'll is? never know now. But we do, Rob, have another UFC fight night to talk about. We'll just talk about our predictions for the main event. So Pavlovich versus Blades, heavyweight bout. This is a very interesting one because if you were to really think about it, this is you know third spot versus fourth. Technically, the winner of this should go on to fight the winner of John Jones and, and Stipe. Um, yeah. Now, whether either of them would have a chance against Jones, who I assume is going to win that Stipe fight, who really knows? But but what what are your thoughts? What's your breakdown on this fight, mate? Sergey is riding a lot of hype, okay, yeah. a lot, a lot of hype, and he's been putting. He's he is the boogeyman in the division right now. Yeah, you know he's slotted right into that um, Nagano spot mm. of like yeah, Mister Heavy Hands. Off. <laughs> yeah, the switching people off. He apparently he's got the biggest wingspan in the UFC at the moment. Like big <laughs> guy. He he TKO'd he TKO'd Bam Bam. You know, who's a hard dude yeah. to to finish. Yeah. TKO'd Lewis. Not so hard to finish. No. <laughs> not, not from me, but from no. other big dudes. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. not picking fights. Not with him. He's too yeah. big. Yeah, but um. But yeah, like he's he's a he's a he's a menace. He's running through people. Yeah. Now, and this is this is my pick for for cage punters as well. Mm. He's one. Of, he's in my multi. Curtis Blades, mate. Mm. I think he would have to be one of the best heavyweights in the division. Okay. Like pre pre Jones, I think Jones really shakes it up. I think uh, yeah. he brings a level to the division that it hasn't been seen mm. before, um, except for maybe um Pinnacle. Velasquez, but yeah, I think Curtis Blades is right up there. Okay, he his ability to threaten with that takedown to yep. land his heavy shots because he's a big dude. Yeah. Just because he wrestles doesn't take away from the fact he's walking in at like two fifty, mm. like two hundred fifty pounds, you know. But his wrestling in ground and pound game is next level. Mm next level especially for such a big guy moves fast yep. and hold those big guys down and big guys notoriously 
find it hard to get back up to their feet. Yeah. You know? So um And the interesting thing about that a lot of those dudes. The interesting thing about it is that look at Pavlovich's loss. It was against Overeem and it was a takedown and a ground and pound. So if any weakness he had is effectively the strength of Blades, even though Blades doesn't have much of a chin and we talk about heavy hands, I still think Pavlovich is going to win it. Like if he gets the, you know one or two strikes <laughs> on him, he's going to get knocked out. But if he can take him down, I think in, in Blades actually stands a chance. What do you What do you mean no chin? <laughs> Blades. If If you look at it, it he was knocked out. It, so two of his three oh, UFC fights, he was not. He was knocked out cold. So his chin is a yeah, little suspect. Look at the dudes that knocked him out. I like. know, but you, we're, we're, that's the thing, Rob. You're talking about Pavlovich, who's probably got the, the heaviest hands now, now that ngano has gone. Derek Lewis, <laughs> Francis Ngannou. But that's what I'm saying. Like we're not ta- <laughs> We are talking about the heavyweight division, like, so you, you have to mention it. So Francis Ngannou twice and <laughs> Derek yeah. Lewis. <laughs> yeah. And now we're talking Dude. about Pavlovich. So like oh. I like I, I think you would have to say yeah, look, you're right. Anyone in the in the heavyweight <laughs> division has a weak chin if you're coming up against them. Yeah, those two dudes, you know what I mean? Um yeah. and like this wasn't this wasn't like the like recent Lewis. I feel like recent mm. Lewis has lost a bit of his uh Whatever Shine. that was that he had for a bit. <laughs> yeah, the, a role maybe. He had a role at one point where he was he just did. knocking people out. Yeah. And I feel like once he lost that that in- invincibility from that, mm. it yeah, he just I don't know. He just went down went downhill pretty 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 quick. But yeah, I got I like I said, with with my multi, I put Curtis Blaze down. Not my multi. I don't. I'm not allowed to bet on them. Because, yeah, <laughs> because of uh, your hypothetical. <laughs> yeah, my hypothetical. My tip yeah. for this fight is Curtis Blades. I just think he takes him down. He can. He can get him down. Mm. And if he gets him down, Pavlovich slows down, and Curtis Blades runs away with it. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go against you. I reckon Pavlovich is is gonna get the knockout or TKO. That, that's what I reckon. Mm. We'll see who's right. right after this Sunday, Rob. <laughs> yeah. if, if anybody is curious as well, for the rest of my multi, I got Bobby Green winning. Mm. I got Justin Taffer, you know, one of the local boys, got him winning. He's fighting um, Usman's brother, the big, the big guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. First name. Yeah, those dudes, um, yeah, those dudes, right. <laughs> The odds are locked because <laughs> someone's going to sleep in that fight. <laughs> yeah, they, like they, they are they're both coming off knockout wins. They're just two big boys just going to go, just bang it out. Like, I don't oh, think Muhammad Usman, oh, he, he looks yeah. scary as well. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, Taffa looks scary too. Like he's like a yeah. young Mark. Yeah, he's like a um, version of Mark. Mm. Um, yeah. It, how that fight is going to go, who knows? But I do know one one of the two is going to sleep. But I'm I'm back in back in our homeboy, Justin Taffer, and then I also had Tavares. Tavares on the card as well. Mm. So um, he he's my fourth pick. I All just right. think that fight is good for him. Mm. I think it's a good foot good fight for him. And um, yeah, that that was my multi anyway. That's that's this week's fights. All right, let's let's see how how close you get when it comes to your your predictions mm. and your bets, Rob. But that is the the Not MMA well. section. No, <laughs> look, I will say you, you've you, been doing pretty well recently. To me, no, no, you keep if saying you pay that. Attention to the tipping page, Cage Punters on Facebook. Yeah. It's 
<laughs> but, most weeks. I am winning the comp. Yeah. But yeah. Like a lot of the weeks, so. though. <laughs> I would say on the podcast, your podcast record is actually pretty good. I'll give you that. Yeah. Until until Pavlovich knocks him out. But anyways, moving on to the games news section. Uh, Rob, this first topic I included just for you because I know how much you like your indie games. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Nintendo Indie World, the Direct, took place this week. It was a pretty cool live stream and there was a bunch of new and, and, and upcoming already announced indie games that were announced for the Nintendo Switch. We got a bunch of release dates as well. So we got some games like Mineko's Night Market, My Time at Sandrock, played up etc so if you're a big fan of indies the nintendo switch is just constantly bringing it to you and rob i wanted to bring it up because you said when i asked you that you've played sand rock and cult of the lamb is one game that's on your wish list so what do you think about all these indie games coming to the switch yeah i think it's great um nintendo switch have had have always put in a lot of indie games i think they've um yeah these these are just the newest ones right yeah 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 so um they've always supported the indie developers which i i fully get behind i think that is amazing i think indie developers are amazing yeah and you should always look to support them if you can um, yeah that means like the indie the independent developers right they're, they're yeah. just little companies this and they make stellar games man yeah. they're like a lot of their games i feel are just based on personalities like when you're with your friends and like how good would a game be if it had dragons yeah but also base building but also <laughs> like and then and then you get like a 2d game of that it's like yeah, yeah. i like that uh my time at sandrock i have played that um i put it down after a fair whack in the game because i just want to like everyone just kept it's one of those farming simulator games right where you're you're brought on site you're asked to help rebuild the village. You got mm. a house. You do up your house. You build this. You build that. Yada yada yada. It's like meet the town folk and everything. Now you're the builder of the town, and the locals come up to you asking for crap all the time, all yeah. the time. And I get it; it's my job, but it's so annoying. <laughs> just leave me alone. I want to just farm my crops, get rich, and go to the bar. That's it. That's all I want to do. Like. Like uh, Stardew Valley, like <laughs> that's all I did do was just was just harvest crops, like min max, yeah, bloody strawberries in summer as hard as I could, so that I just cruise the rest of the year just at the bar. So I was talking. You didn't bother getting into relationships or anything in Stardew. Yeah, the rest of the year after yeah, okay, I had true. sacrificed yeah. plenty yeah. of sleep for the strawberries Blood, sweat, and tears, <laughs> and then and then I made bank and then just was a player for the rest of the year. It was <laughs> it was sick. <laughs> the rest of the year just spent time at the bar, just tuning. I tell you what, all right, can, can I ask you about this about Stardew? Would you describe it as a relaxing game? Oh. Answer it carefully. I think. Oh. Do you know why well, I asked? It depends how you it depends how you play. Exactly. Because a lot of the times people talk about Stardew, they're like, oh, it's such a relaxing game. You just get to harvest, you know, crops and farm or whatever. I was stressed every day because I was like, I got to do this and this and that before I go to bed and I got to do it all again in the morning. I actually had anxiety playing that game. I I had to put it down (laughs) after about 15 hours because I I was like, this isn't relaxing to me. I need to make sure I'm doing all the things that I need to do and marrying this woman. And yeah, (laughs) I got stressed about playing that game. I yeah, it wasn't relaxing for me, but I loved it though. <laughs> yeah. like, min maxing like 
perfect amount of days to like you got to you you got to like uh, what is it plow your fields a certain set of days beforehand because you do not have enough time to do a fresh plow yeah. before the season start dates before your strawberries come in and you get this many harvests before you got to put them in the barrels to turn them into jam and like Stressful. everything is just min max stress like you fo- you follow one of those like three million bucks in the first year guides and yeah. it's just it's stressful as hell. Not fun to play <laughs> at all. But it's unless you like that sort of stuff, which is yeah. I like that sort of stuff. Yeah, like I just like thrash myself into it, and then I'm Suck a millionaire punishment. by year two, <laughs> and I'm just just balling at the pub the rest of the time. <laughs> Wives everywhere. That's great. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, but go, anyway, go, uh, yeah. Yeah, my time at Sandrock. It's, it's a great game. They're constantly bringing up, uh, bringing out updates for it. Hell yeah! And um, I was actually thinking about jumping back into it recently, but uh, it's good to see that it's moving to Switch and that Nintendo is is still like really throwing out those indie games. Yeah, I mean that game specifically is coming in summer 2023. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. you are in the US, winter time, our time, of course. But I, I will say, like the Nintendo Switch, it's so uniquely positioned with indie games. To like capitalize on this market that if you if you really think about it, Rob, unless you're on PC and you have access to all these indie games through Steam and GOG or whatever, like they don't come that often to Xbox and, and to PlayStation. But because mm. the Nintendo Switch is so ubiquitous, everyone has the thing, it's selling like ridiculous numbers. It was such an easy win for Nintendo to be like, you know what? No, we're going to work with all these d- developers. the The hardware isn't that strong. We we admit that, but a lot of these indie games don't require that much grunt. It's it was such a brilliant move on their behalf. But now all these independent game developers are literally getting their games in front of millions of gamers that otherwise would not have. Because like, how many copies of Nintendo Switch has sold? It, it's beautiful, beautiful, you know, act on on Nintendo's part. Yeah. Love to see it. Really, really do. Yeah. The Love next game's uh, news that we have talking about it is Dead Island 2. So Dead Island 2 releases this week, I think tomorrow at the time of this recording. I have a code. I haven't, I haven't jumped into it yet. I was actually at a, at the a launch party last night where I played a little bit of it. Um, but it's published by Deep Silver, sequel to the game, which released in 2011. The re- reviews are looking all right. I, I, it's one of those pretty divisive games. It has a 74 on Open Critic. But it's one of those games where it's not like everyone agrees on a 74. There's some that are 8 or 9, and then the, the others are like 5 or 6. They're rating it out of 10. Um, Rob, are you a Dead Island fan? Have you played the original? I have played the original. And um, honestly, it was, a bit, uh, it was a bit arcadey for me when I played it. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I really like immersing myself in and mm. like, I like the game to be hard. It was a bit arcadey for me, like hack and slash. Yeah, fair enough. But, um, but it was cool. It yeah. was cool. It was cool. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's pretty much what we're getting with Dead Island 2. There was a lot of reviews. I can re- yeah. re- read some of the reviews that were a bit more harsh towards the game. So PC Gamer, for instance, was like, Dead Island 2 is hampered by dull design choices, repetitive combat, and a painfully weak story with its only saving grace being its great performance on PC. But on the other hand, you've got a place like Oz Gamer saying, although simple to the point where it feels like more like a classic arcade game, uh, like Final Fight or Gauntlet Legends and Dark Souls, the interplay between strategic or blind melee swings and physical damage physics and gore is impressive as it is over the top. A lot of the people that were coming out to these negative reviews were just saying, it's a it's an arcade zombie game. Like It doesn't need to be deep. It just needs to provide that and do it well, and you're going to have a fun time playing it. So I think I think yeah. I'm going to pick it up for sure. 
that that's that's what the game has always been. It's yeah. always been that. Like that's that's it's like um it's nook hole. Yeah. Is that even a th- word? Nook hole? It's it's nook. Know, <laughs> it's niche. Yeah, that's its, it's little niche. nook. That's its pigeonhole. It's like <laughs> arcade zombie game, hack yeah. and slash, blood yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Like it's not supposed to be what's that other zombie game where you jump in parkour and everywhere else? Ah. Oh, uh, I can't remember it now. Yeah, but it's not supposed to be like that. It's not supposed to be yeah. like Resident Evil, like terrified jump no. scares. It's no. you're supposed to pick up the nearest weapon and just go whacking things. That's the thing. And like when when you set yourself, like the, the series, as you said, was created around that with the first game and fans that are coming back to it, they ultimately want more. And I, f- I feel, I'm just going to, I'm not going to call that review as like, with a broad brush but sometimes they're a bit harsh and sometimes they expect a little bit too much and they want a little bit like too much innovation where probably it's not needed like this game is for mm-hmm. the hardcore Dell island fans and people that just want to mm-hmm. s- kill some zombies what more do you want yep <laughs> you Straight up. it's like that it's like that movie what was that movie where like the rule rule number one was mm. like cardio yeah what was it what movie was that rule i don't know I they Google have to it. go they have they have to go to like the 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 playground, the Ferris wheel, zombie, ah. zombie land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zombie land is yeah. is like that. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's very arcadey. Again, yeah, like not jump scary, but yeah. like whack zombies, blood everywhere, sort of thing. Yeah, you know, it sounds like a good time yeah. to me. Um, but the next piece of news that we have, so Rob, I, first I will ask you: Are you a Halo fan? You played a lot of Halo in your time. I have played a lot of Halo. Mm. Like let, let it be said, yeah. I have never lost Halo One split screen <laughs> PvP. Like play it like, ever. Wait, who are you ever. versus? versus? <laughs> who are you ever. versus? Split screen, yeah. mate. I look like a gecko. You, you like you can't <laughs> you can't run away from me. I like, I know your moves before mine. Like, <laughs> Wait, are, are you screen cheating? <laughs> yeah, 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 bro. Like. But like with the best of them, to a degree that no human could, could should should amount to. Yeah. Well, obviously. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Halo. Right. Halo, Halo Infinite. So they're now past creative director Joseph Staden, who's been at this studio for ages, worked on Halos one through three, ODST, and also Halo Infinite. He's announced that he's actually leaving Microsoft, and he's actually going towards Netflix games to work on quote a new AAA multi-platform game and original IP. I like there's there's two kind of things I want to talk about here. Number one, I don't know what they do with Halo anymore because like I know that last Halo game, it started off really strong and then content didn't really come, and now it's in a weird state where it's lost so much of its of its you know hype after the launch that they they almost have to reboot the series again. I it this is this is Microsoft's flagship title or what should be yeah, their man. flagship title, and I feel like it's just it's just simmering if if not less than that i don't know i feel bad for halo i want it to be in the heyday again you know what i mean yeah but that's the thing like hey that halo made that company like you did, yes you bought an xbox because of halo like, that's the you only did. reason you had one yeah um and it's sad now yeah, to see and, that it's not it there made them it made them so much money that they just really 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 rung it dry mm. like <laughs> yeah they rung it dry and uh yeah that's where we're at i don't even know what halo they're up to what 10 halo 10 <laughs> four odsts i don't know what's going on odst um, was, was was pretty good but um 
Yeah, I just I, I kind of mm-hmm. think after after Infinite that they probably do need to to take a big step away from the franchise. Yeah. I support Infinite as much as you can. It still has a fan base. You can still support it. And then come back with whatever the next Xbox is going to be and just like really focus on it, pick the right developer and try again and, and what, learn from what your are mistakes. What Netflix games? Oh, Rob, I don't, I don't, this is the second thing that I want to talk about. I don't know what Netflix is doing. I don't know. <laughs> the hell is Netflix games? <laughs> so I can, I can go, and, and if you have Netflix on your phone, you can go on your phone on Netflix and play games now. Um, like, like You mean the interactive ones? No, like, look, there's literally a tab now. So you've got home, news, and all that. Games. Like, like for people watching on, on YouTube, I'm showing it now. Um, Netflix games. Unlimited access to exclusive games. No ads, no extra fees. And they have games. I don't know if you've heard of any of these, Rob. Uh, Mighty Quest Rogue Palace. Uh, Terra Nil. High Water. Scriptic Crime Stories. I have a SpongeBob game on there. They're all mobile games. These have to games. be like interactive ones. They can't yeah. be like use your use your TV remote like platforms. No, no. I think that you mostly play them on on mobile, but I haven't even tried to play it on TV. I just I don't understand what their strategy is. I feel like no, no. Netflix been taking a lot of weird steps as of late, and they've looked at games and been like, "We can make money off of games. Let's hire a bunch of people." I don't think it's going to work out in my. It's because it's because the power's gone to their head, mate. Oh, it hundred percent had, dude. Mate, it, they they made bank. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. they're just like, what can't we do? <laughs> That's you're right because everything they're doing now. Yeah. Have you heard what they're doing with password sharing on Netflix? They're pretty much oh, like no, cutting no. that now. So if like my dad, he he uses my Netflix. Like we, everyone's <laughs> shared Netflix with everyone, and this year, starting in the US, they're going to get rid of that. We're like, no, nah, you can't password share anymore. It's just, uh, I don't know what they're doing. How would you even know? Because they're they're developing like technology, which is going to be able to say, if you're the main primary account and we'll be able to track your IP and all this kind of stuff, they're going to stop that. It sucks. Mm. But it it, it makes sense to a degree because let's say what the investment to to, to build the security for that would cost an exorbitant amount of money, right? Mm. But let's say on average, every Netflix account's lends it to a second person, they are essentially doubling their money. And I know that there are some people who have about 700 people on their account <laughs> at one time. <laughs> like, yeah. So they are essentially doubling their big banks already. I so. like to think, like, I think they like to think they're going to double their money, but a lot of people will just not pick up the subscription and they'll probably just pirate movies and TV shows, which I do not... You recommend for anyone to do. I don't do that, but you know a lot of people are going to do that as an alternative. I I hope Netflix knows though. Joining the gaming world, joining the gaming industry, makes them a prime target for Microsoft to snatch up. (laughs) Next big acquisition: Microsoft and Netflix. (laughs) Hundred percent. Microsoft should take Netflix over. Do it. I will support that. I want Microsoft to take over the world. Look, let's, let's see. Let's see what Netflix does <laughs> with all their new studios and getting stuff on like Joseph Staden. I'd be interested to see yeah. what his new AAA multi-platform yeah. is going to be. I just can't imagine. I can't wait. <laughs> I cannot wait to see Netflix games on Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> That's coming. And you know it is. <laughs> it's coming. It's going to be our news for next week. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Um, look, Rob, I did have one last piece of news to talk about. It was Diablo 4. Um <clears throat> Like mm-hmm. we, we can talk about it a little bit. They they had a new trailer come out, yeah. new Barbarian class that's, that's showing off. 
there's one thing that that I want to talk about. Caused a little bit of controversy mm. in the Diablo community this week. So fans are becoming frustrated that there's a long-time quality of life feature that's become... I sort of described as a staple in this franchise. I don't know whether that's true. But essentially, it's the overlay map that allows you to look at the map while you're still kind of controlling your character. And Rod mm-hmm. Ferguson at Blizzard pretty much said there is no plans to add that to Diablo 4. So either you're going to have to use that little mini map or you have to pause to view the entire map. And a few people kind of came out and said, why? Why are you, if you've done this feature before, why did you remove it? And why is it not being added to Diablo 4? Um, what do you think about them removing the the overlay map? Okay, let me let me talk about the direction mm. by Diablo three and Diablo two and all the other ARPGs that these guys are talking about yeah. kind of went in, and that's like they overlay the map, they build a character that is fast as hell, yeah, and they just bleed through the maps, not even looking at anything, just watching the mini map, watching their little dot go from left to right mm. whilst holding the left click button. Okay, like I hate that in that game mm. hate it because it's all about it's not even a fun way to play the game it's just about getting as fast as you can as efficient as you can because you want to hit the maps and run through them as fast as you can so that you can keep hitting the maps to farm right. items like what is fun about that like yeah mate brothers stop and smell the roses <laughs> okay like okay like I, I hope I hope the new Diablo doesn't become like that that just doesn't become like a map speed run because I, yeah. I i if it is i won't play it because that's kind of Fair. why i dropped d2 it's why i dropped d3 it's why i dropped poe yep. because i just i don't like playing like that i like seeing the skills me my whatever class i'm playing is playing i like being able to i like being able to play the suboptimal class yeah because like even though it's not bloody blitzing through the level at light mm, speed. Mm. Like you can't even see anything that's going on. It's like when you look up build, just like map clear sub one minute. It's like, <laughs> well, yeah, bro. So, so you're, you're definitely not playing as Necro then. There's no way <laughs> if it's still overpowered. <laughs> no, nah, I'll probably play a barbarian. I usually pick up barbs, but yeah. problem is they're always so shit. Like, mm. they're always so bad in these games. I thought like, you liked a challenge. I thought you liked – you're a sucker for punishment. But but that's the thing, though. <laughs> if there was if there was a reward for the challenge, I would I would invest because I enjoy it. Like, the, the, the reward pays for itself. But, mm. like, if, if, the, if, the, if the end goal is just how fast you can get through the map to farm the item, yeah. then, yeah, then what? Mm. Look, uh, even even with them dropping this feature, I, I'm still confident about Diablo Four. I still think it's going to be a cracker title. But oh, yeah, massive. Rob, that, that's no all the games care. news that the, we that we had. The, the, this one, this one dude that said, "Pretty sad you wouldn't include this basic feature, bro. You're pre-ordered already. Shut up. <laughs> oh, don't yeah, act they, like you don't act like you don't it. have a Diablo Four chair with a Diablo Four shirt with a Diablo Four hat, <laughs> like, bed sheets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude." <laughs> Um, I'm so keen to play it. Um, maybe they'll, they'll have another beta soon. We'll see. Um, mm. But the next uh, topic that we have is what we're playing slash watching. And we're adding a, a new one to this yeah, slash yeah, yeah, yeah. reading. Rob, tell us why yep. you want to talk about what you're reading. 
Because I read in the comments yeah. that someone was like, hey, Rob, what are you reading? I heard you speaking about it before mm. and yada, yada, yada. You know who you are because I've forgotten your username, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, people are interested. And like I said, we're very receptive to See? to the to the comments and stuff. We like yeah. putting in what you guys like listening to. So, um, yeah, okay. Interesting week this week, yep. okay? Because for a couple reasons, um, the new seasons of anime has just come out. I think maybe we spoke on it they last have, week. Yeah. I can't remember, but yep. they have dropped and they look good. I'm waiting until I get up to about episode four before I start binging them. Mm. Um, what we're playing, okay? What I'm playing right now, <laughs> bit of a weird one. Bit of a weird one. <laughs> okay, now, if if you play this game. Hit me up in the comments below because I need help. <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm playing Ragnarok Online Origins Global. I think it's just Ragnarok Origins Global. Okay, it's called Rogue Global. It is a mobile game that you can play on your PC as well. Right. And it just they've just launched a new server out. It is uh it's yeah, I don't know what's going on in it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't what know am I what's look, going what on. What am it. I looking at, Rob? Mate, Tell I me. don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I only started it probably the day before yesterday. And I so I've been um I've been a big fan of Ragnarok Online right. since it came out in 2004. Like that was my game. I had my guild mates. We had guild meetups. We used to compete in the War of Emporium every Sunday at a certain time. Like I was very heavily invested in that game. Okay, and if you've played it, you know how heavily invested you have to be. Mm. I think I think I capped out at level ninety four paladin, which was pretty pretty high. It takes mm. a long time to to get that. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway, I was getting the itch as every role player does, so I was like looking up what's going on, and this dropped, fell into my lap. I jumped on it. Don't hate it just yet. Don't know what's going on. So. <laughs> But I'm interested to keep rolling it until I work out what the hell's Johnny. I want you to play it with me. Let's go. We can start up a guild. It, does, it doesn't do look something. like my game, know. Rob. I'll be honest with you, mate. Man. It doesn't look like my game, but I'm I'm keen to. <laughs> I'm keen. I need to, to know, Rob. What like when you saw? I don't even know if you saw the gameplay, but what was going through your head that was like, I need to play this game of any other game out there right now? Why this one? Um, it looked interesting. Yeah, well, it's a, it's Ragnarok Online, dude. Like, I like the classes. I like I like that. And there's PvP. Fair enough. I like fighting people with those mm. classes. It's, it's Ragnarok Online. I can't explain it to you. I just like Ragnarok Online. It's fun. Okay, all right, but all right. Because this, because this is a mobile game, yeah. obviously there's huge heaps of pay features. <laughs> heaps. Oh. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to take a second job at some point if I get into it. <laughs> but, but, um, <laughs> but there's heaps of like uh, – Auto battle functions because it was it's based on mobile, and mm. so it's got like a lot of you can just start auto fighting monsters and then walk off. Yeah, I love that, dude. I love that. That is that is great. Yeah, but, <laughs> is but the so problem good. is, Rob. Then when you start doing that, they'll be like, "Well, here are some diamonds or whatever the currency that you can mm -hmm, use to mm -hmm, speed up mm -hmm. the process, so you don't have to walk away. You can just stay there." They're Take draining you dry. No. <laughs> you you yeah, said I, that, that uh, you, you could have like one Easter egg during Easter because funds are low right now. And now you're spending it yeah. all on Ragnarok Online. 
Yeah, yeah. A fight is needed. <laughs> a fight is needed. Uh, <laughs> or, um, you're gonna start. You're gonna see me working doors, <laughs> door shifts. But um, but you know. So if you guys, if 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 someone listening across the globe, because I'm I'm assuming we're global at this point. <laughs> we are. We absolutely we, are. We're, I'm assuming we're global with our with our huge amount of subs. Um. <laughs> If you're listening, please comment in the in the in the comments below, and uh, help help me. All right, that would uh, that'd be great. Yeah. But okay, okay. What are you playing anyway? What are you playing? Well, as, as I said, like last night at the launch party, I played a little bit of Dead Island yeah. too. I I, I like it. Ragnarok. Uh, uh, I mean Ragnarok, God of War. Sorry, <laughs> I'm still playing God of War. I, I I don't think I'll ever stop playing God of War because I I played for a couple of hours and I put it down for two weeks. I'm like, all right, I'll try again. I just I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna have to forever keep saying that I'm playing God of War. Maybe like on episode 100 of our podcast, mm. I can finally say, Rob, I, I beat it. Yeah. I did it. Lucky, lucky <laughs> I talk so bloody much on these parts. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> you watching anything new? No, I well, I the second episode of, of Demon Slayer, as you said, it's it's new anime season. So second mm. episode Demon Slayer dropped. I'm really liking it. I don't care that it's mainstream. I like it's it's building are you, are you, up really. Are you nicely. watching it as it releases? Yeah, like straight away, straight away. Yeah, you see, I I that kills me. I I do that, but only after they've released about mm. at least four episodes. Yeah, and then and then the four satisfied me to watch it by episodes and then usually i yeah. drop a lot of them by episode eight Fair. because they they turn crap but the yeah. second arc of a so of, of a 12 episode anime yeah i reckon halfway would be about six mm-hmm. give or take the second arc sometimes is always how you're going with a lot of these drops like a lot of them my but, um, my general rule is if you enjoy the first three episodes of or an anime, anime, you have to watch the rest of it, right? It doesn't matter how boring a particular arc is, you've you've got to do it. That's my humble opinion. At least the season, yeah. all right, the season. I will say that. Yeah, I I have broken that rule so many times. Like, there's so many <laughs> series I've started. Yeah, and up it's just I like, can't like just by episode eight, nine. It's I'm struggling to care. Like I, I mean, like I will be like midway through an episode. And you'll stop and watching. Then literally, I'll literally press pause and then <laughs> never, ne- never come back. Like never come back. I, um, <laughs> That's brilliant. I'm, I'm having a look at. I'm having a look at my Crunchyroll list to see what I've watched recently. Well, what 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 are you looking to watch? Like while uh, you know, if three or four episodes do drop, what's the first thing you're going to be watching? Oh, where's my watch list? Here we go. Yeah, I'm pulling up. Um, I'm pulling up mine so too. I, I re I really like romance ones. Like yeah. That's that's my favorite sort of one, hmm. but um, not the romance one where the main character is spineless. God, I can't stand that. Eh? <laughs> but um, but I, I don't know. Where, where where are we? Did you like? Oh, yeah, you this- you must have watched Spy Family, right? Nah, I watched oh. maybe the first couple episodes. Oh, I didn't right. think it was that good. Oh, right. uh, okay. Like, I didn't think it was that good. Yeah, I think uh, it's pretty I good. Know. I think it's pretty good. Uh, um. Yeah. What do you got? Yeah, I don't know. I, I watched the reincarnation of the strongest exorcist in another world. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. That's a – I thought that was all right. Um, Some obscure things, man. <laughs> dude get dude gets re, re, uh, reincarnated, but he's like godlike strong. Cool. And Did, uh, did you ever watch Dr. Yeah. Stone out of curiosity? 
Oh, I did up until a certain point. Yeah. They um generally as well, like if they focus too much on characters, but like uh yeah. side characters, mm. like I, I, I just fall off them. I just fall off them and just like stop caring. Yeah, because you were talking really? about like dropping anime cold. I dropped that one so cold. It just was not doing it for me. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't it like got the annoying, eh? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But um, I really liked the the intro. I thought that was sick. Oh, the intro is cool. Intro yeah. song. Yeah. yeah, yeah intro yeah. song's really good. Yeah. Like, really, really yeah. good. I, are um, you reading anything though, like uh, at the moment? I am. I am. I am. I just finished uh, book four of a series called The Mother of Learning. Okay. okay, cool. And it is so, such a good book, such a good book. One of those books you can't put down, like I have mm. in my back pocket. Mm. And if I'm at a set of lights, I'll pull it out and read. Like not in cool. the car because that's breaking the law, but I don't know, walking, <laughs> for a walk. Imagine yeah, you're driving. Like, all right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't pull a book out at, at the uh, – yeah, the analogy went to <laughs> the analogy went to shit. But, um, but yeah, it's like like it, I could barely put it down. It's – um. Better guy that gets stuck in a time loop like Groundhog Day. Oh yeah, uh, yeah but yeah, there's ma- yeah. there's magic involved, obviously. Yeah, and, of course. Um, and yeah, he's just like trying to work his way through the loop. And um, yeah, you know what's really really hard to do is like mm. make a character, and mm. then have him go through something, have him so go through some sort of trial that ages him or wisens him up or something like that, and then. Have it really show how it has affected him, not in a blatant, obvious way, but just in the way he talks and reacts to things isn't the same mm. as when he started in the book. It's like the subtle shifts of the character. Like it felt like the character was growing up as I was reading it, and that is such a hard thing to do. And um, so, yeah, that it, it, yeah, it was just really, really good. The Mother of Learning, I recommend it. Very much so. There's four books out at the moment. All I right. just finished a fourth. They 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 uh, hinted at maybe a fifth, but they also wrapped up a lot of the stuff in the fourth, Fair. so it might yeah. be done. But well, yeah, look, if anyone's still watching that. or listening at this stage, <laughs> if you have any book recommendations, please let us know in in the comments. But Rob. We we are at the the last segment. I love like I, I got to say this. We said yeah, this week's podcast. We'll do, we'll do a short one, forty five minutes, mm. forty minutes. We're already over an hour. Yeah. We, we just it, yeah. it can't be shorter than now, Rob. We've just it has to be. I can't. <laughs> no. I can't. I just I just talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> but the last segment, fan questions. All right, the first one comes from Nick A. Nick asks specifically for you, Rob. How do you think the Bilal and Covington fight would go if they were to fight? As hypothetical. Oh. I think Covington would would just apply too much pressure. Okay. I think I think I don't think it would be easy in the first couple of rounds, but I think as a fight wore on and over five rounds, I think Covington slowly wears Bilal down and uh gets the better of him. You know, I do understand Bilal's mm. a good fighter, but Covington's mm. a bloody good fighter. A bloody yeah. good fighter. And everyone like he lost to Usman. Yeah. Right? Only lost yeah. to Usman. But that and that that was during Usman's heyday. Yeah. You know, I say it's his heyday because he was running rampant in that division at that point, mm. you know. Because the Usman we saw when he fought Leons too wasn't the same as we saw nah, when not. he fought Carvington. No. Nah. I don't I don't believe anyway. And that's not taking anything away from that Leon fight. But Yeah. Mm. 
I mean, look, it's a matchup that we could see very, very soon. I mean, if certain (laughs) fights go away. But the next uh, question that we have is from Brent Cox. Your question is, favorite fighter that's still active in the UFC? Rob. Mm, Who's yours? Well, look, aside from you, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. One right answer. One <laughs> right answer. <laughs> I, I, I have to say Volk. Number one, support the Aussie uh, bloke. You know, like, I don't know mm. what it is, Rob, whether it's in the UFC, uh, uh, movies. As soon as you see an Aussie, every Aussie is like, ah, yeah, I love you. We're going to support yeah. you yeah. all the time. You have to do it. So it yeah. has to be Volk. But obviously, like, he's got such an incredible, like, the things that Volk is doing, I, it, it, I, I would like clearly. I think ESPN has him as the top pound for pound right now. I, I do think he's interchangeable between John Jones at the moment. Um, but Volk is just incredible, man. So for sure, he would be my favorite as well. Yeah, um, you know it's funny because I remember, I remember the, there have been fights of watching mm. that I say. He's my favorite fighter, but I've forgotten who that was. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I would have to say John Jones would have to be up there. And when oh, I say favorite sure. fighter, I mean I mean in a sense that like I, w- I want to tune, like I'm excited to watch them fight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. John Jones would have to be up there just because like the dynamic he's brought to the heavyweight division and just how good he is, mm. is uh, yeah, mate, you, you got to watch it. Yeah. But uh, I, I have a lot of love for Bam Bam. Mm. You know, watching Ty get it done, the way he fights, it's always exciting. Always, always entertaining. Always. Yeah, always entertaining. It's Ty doing his thing. So, um, yep. yeah, it's one of those two. All right. Uh, Dunham asks, hey, Johnny and Rob, what system or mechanic from a game would you like to see implemented in some other game? For me, it would have to be the Nemesis system from Middle-Earth, Shadow of Mordor and War. So, Rob, I'll throw it to you. A game mechanic or system that you would like to see move to another game? Oh, mate, can I go second? No, of course. Yeah, yeah. The reason why I wanted <laughs> to mention this because, like, uh, Dunham, did you know that Warner Brothers has actually patented the Nemesis system? No one else is allowed to use it in their own game now because they've actually What's controlled the Nemesis the patent. system. So, it's it, have you played Shadow of Mordor or Shadow of War? No, I haven't. So it's it's pretty much a system where like a um, bunch of orcs that are kind of like procedurally generated and when you kill an orc, they kind of move up. This, so when you lose uh, a fight to an orc, they move up to the, in the system, they gain a rank and essentially you're trying to make sure that, that Sauron doesn't return. It's a very, very cool system that was really unique and everyone loved it. I really loved it in Shadow, Shadow of Mordor and War. Um, but it was so good that Warner Brothers has painted it so no one can use mm. it at all, um, which is kind of s- shitty. Like it, it, a similar thing <laughs> happened. I don't know if – did you ever play the Dragon Ball Z games growing up, like the fighting yeah. games? So do you remember yeah. the Dragon Ball Z games? They would have like mini games in the loading screen. Like you could just do random stuff flying around or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. Um, my, my favorite was Budokai Tenkaichi 2. 2, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So those little mini games in the loading screens – was also patented as well. So no one else could do them until that patent ran out. Just super interesting. I, I, it's kind of unfair, mm. but have you thought about a, a game mechanic you would like to see in another game? Well, you didn't mention your game mechanic. Okay, I will say this. I would say um, it's such a cheesy one. I, I am such a sucker for, you know, the terminals and Fallout. I think it's such a fun yeah. little mini game. But I, this is what I would say. I want it. 
implemented in any game that deals with computers or whatever. Like, it's such an easy thing that makes sense. But it needs to be implemented in a way because you know how you can enter the terminal, you can try and guess the password, and if you're on your last guess, you, you don't want to take the risk, get back out, and you enter back in. It has to be you only get one chance, right? And if you don't get it, you don't get the loot because it's a little bit too easy in Fallout. So that's what I would like to see move to another game and actually crank up the difficulty a little bit. Mm. Um, if I had to pick a mechanic, it would have to be like a mechanic that's already out there in a lot of roguelikes. It's the one where like you start with a blessing that comes with a curse. I think Hades did it as well, or um, a lot of the, a lot of roguelikes mm. do it. Um, what is it? Rogue Legacy does it a lot as well. Well, it's like um, traits in like, Fallout New Vegas. It's the same, same thing, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's but the. They're kind of already all over the place. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> yeah, I, like, I yeah. like having to build a character around a particular defect or mm. around a particular boon mm. and making it work. Like I, mm. I, I like that. It's because you like to min-max and, and, I, and that's the entire purpose. Like you, you don't focus on your weaknesses. <laughs> <laughs> it's just or, or dump all your points yeah. into one stat. <laughs> you double down on your strengths, man. Always. 100%. Uh, the next question that we have, and Rob, this is for you because I, I haven't played D&D. Have you, either mm. of you played D and D? If so, what's your favorite class? Okay, now this one's hard because um, because I struggle with actually working out what my favorite class is. Like mm. it, it's one of the few things that keep me up at night. It's a thought that I play with. It keeps you up at night throughout. <laughs> I kid you. I kid you not. I swear on my kids, mate. Like I think about it all day. What. Like I just do. I don't know why it's my, it's my vice. I just think about what class agrees with me most, um, and it's not just D. And, it is D and D, but it's it's uh, spread to more of that. It's like what class am I? You yeah. know. So um, and it, it's hard to say. Like I, I find a real a lot of um a lot of benefits with like a spell casting class, like a sorcerer mm. or a wizard, because mm. like whilst they don't win fights sometimes because they're susceptible to close range stuff generally and so mm. yada, yada, yada. There's the strongest movers of the earth have always been wizards. It's always been magic that have changed the planetary alignments, you know, it's all that sort of stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. But then, <laughs> but then warriors though, again, you're up against a wizard. You just walk up to him and whack him in the head. Keep yeah. it simple. Yeah. Like, love that. <laughs> are, are you, are you, are you, solving world hunger no are no. you changing the temperature of the earth no can you whack people real hard yes like i don't i don't i don't know what my favorite class is i don't know but right now i'm playing a lot of mystic theurge in pathfinder so i really like that fair enough the next question that we have is from <laughs> preston winters he asks have you guys played metro exodus i sorry freaking- i have not Oh man, I love Metro. Rob, like you need to play Metro Exodus. And it's just it was a game that filled the itch of the playing in the whole post-apocalyptic nuclear world and it did so so well. I love the shooting. The, it's just it looks like such a pretty game. Yes, Preston Winters, I have played it and I will hype that game up to anyone. I thought it was especially the Reduxes when they fix up everything. Such a great game. You need to play Metro, Rob. I will say that. I will I'll I'll think about it. I'll I'll, I'll look it up. Once you're done with playing roguelikes and random games I've never heard of. But now the last question, Just Bring It Gaming <laughs> asks, what is your top three most anticipated games coming out that have been announced 
for the next couple of years. So not just this year, but but in the future. Rob, we'll start with you. Top three most anticipated okay. games. Because well, what I'll do is I'm going to go a bit dark here because I'm going to go into my Steam wish list. Oh, yeah. Because there's All one right. that I'm really pumped to come out. It said this year, but it's been pushed back forever. Mm. It's called Little Simworld. Okay. It's like, I don't know, it's such a weird-looking game. It's like you're a little character, you you got a job. You, it's mm. like a life simulator game. Mm. Reminds me of heaps of Habbo Hotel. Do you ever remember that? I remember Habbo Hotel. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> like it reminds me like that, like you have a little house. I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't much more than that because a lot of stuff hasn't come out, but it's said to release in Q4 of 2023. Yep. I doubt it because I've been pushing it back forever, but I'm excited for that. I'm excited for Nivalis. Release mm-hmm. date hasn't even been announced. That looks like another life simulator. Looks really, really good. Yeah. Um, Age of Wonders comes out on the 3rd of May. Have you seen anything on that? It's a Paradox I have game. Not. Do you no, like Paradox games? No. Do you I like grand never, strategy sort of games? Never really got into them, I'll be honest with you. Okay, so Age of Wonders is like you start your own civilization in Hero, yeah. but you can customize them any which way from the ground up. So like whether you're making cannibalistic dwarves that don't like the sun or whether you're like making <laughs> – like vegetarian orcs that are super peaceful. Like you can make any sort of race you want. And you make you make a leader um, however which way you want with powers and everything. And then you go onto a world map of conquering yeah. or diplomacy and that sort of stuff. And uh, it looks really, really cool. I'm pumped for that. That comes out actually in a couple of weeks. Oh, nice. So I'm, I am excited for that. I'm going to make a like – race of humans that is super intolerant to every other species on the planet <laughs> and go on and go on a purging crusade. <laughs> stupid elves, stupid dwarves, stupid orcs. Can't wait. Can't wait. Hate elves. They're so silly. Um, when it comes to me, though, like we've talked about Starfield's the obvious one. Um, that's later this year. Um, oh, I tell definitely. you what. I tell you what. I'm so excited for is the next Bioshock game. When like I am such a big Bioshock fan, and I know it's not Ken mm, Levine. Mentioned I, this before. Yeah, I'm, I know it's not the same studio that worked on it, but I'm I'm just like infatuated with the series. I love the world. I don't care who makes it. I just want to go back into Bioshock, and they, <laughs> and they've said that they're going to make another Bioshock game. Whenever it's coming, I don't know. But whenever it is, I'm that's all I'm gonna play. I'm so excited. Oh, I can't. I just got a tickle in my throat. <laughs> What's happening it's to brought me? You to, it's brought you to tears. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. I just never happened to me. I'm dying. <laughs> I'm getting emotional talking about Bioshock. I love it so much. Yeah. But Bioshock, yes, 100 percent And then what would be my third? And you know what? I'll say this. I really love the Mortal Kombat games. I am not like I'm not good at them. I, I, will, I will say, Rob, even though I said that I, I could beat you with Ken against a in Street Fighter, I'm not that good at fighting games. All right, <laughs> but the reason why I like Mortal Kombat games so much is because I think they have such a fascinating story, and I love playing the story mode. Every time a new one comes out, mm. I'll barely touch the PvP. I just love the world. I love the characters. I love the lore. Next Mortal Kombat game, I'm so for. I can't wait. Do you remember that old Mortal Kombat game where it was like an adventure mode and you had to actually run around? Yeah, the yeah. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. Oh, yeah. What was that? Because oh. I, I got hell into that where you had to like 
you had a character and you used to, you had to run around the map and you had to go f- go to different places, talk to people and fight people there. And uh, I played and that it. Was, I, that was no. a cool one. Uh, Shuj- his his was, name was Shujinko. The, the character's name was Shujinko. Yeah, yeah. He was the one with the hat. Or yeah. that was his dad. I don't know. Mortal Kombat Deception. I think it was Deception. Yes. Yeah. I think so. I Rob, I love but, that um, game so yeah, much, man. That was, that was really cool. I remember spending a lot of time on that. Because cool. like you would go around and you would learn the moves and the powers of all like the main people in in in, in Mortal Kombat, and you would go to the different realms. That was such a sick game. Yeah, I freaking love that was. thing. I remembered it. <laughs> I think fighting games need to do that more often. I think actually Street Fighter Six is doing something similar with their story mode. Um, that I'm also excited for as well. When that comes out, Rob, that's that's what I've decided. When that comes out, we'll we'll have our match there. How's that sound? Mm. I just don't know if they're going to have a Kuma. I want to have a Super Smash Bros. match. Yeah, yeah, we'll do Ultimate. We can do Smash Ultimate. Yeah, I'll do you, bro. I'm so good at that game. <laughs> I can't wait to beat with you, Pikachu. <laughs> I'm so good at that game. I'll set it up for next episode. Watch me. All right. I mean, uh, Rob, he said it, not me. And if it doesn't happen, you, you can blame first. him. <laughs> but right, that, is all. that is all for episode six of MM Arcade. Oh man, Rob! Another another long podcast, an hour and eighteen yeah. minutes by by Michael. We are nailing these. We are nailing these. Smashing them! I can't believe what just happened to me. My throat just just died out of nowhere, right. and I couldn't so, talk. So we know Bioshock is like a no go zone from now on on the podcast. Otherwise, <laughs> Johnny starts crying. <laughs> I start tearing up. Oh, I miss that yeah. franchise so much. But thank you to everyone that's been watching. Like you, all of you watching at this stage over an hour, you are the hardcore supporters. And we mm-hmm. appreciate you so much. You guys are the MVPs. Thank you very much. Thank you for spreading spreading us around, telling your friends about us, and subbing, liking, and commenting. We really appreciate it. You guys are the fuel that keeps us going. Absolutely. And we'll be here the same time next week. So take care, and we'll see you then.